Hello and welcome to yet another episode of The Potato Files. Uh, my guest today, if you heard that beautiful intro coming in, he's just screaming, yeah! Or something. I don't know. What are you screaming there, Nigel? Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> he is Nigel Williams of The Pocket Dwellers. Uh, he's our, our music on this beautiful podcast. And probably one of my only friends who actually listens to this podcast. I like it. <laughs> I like it. Everyone else I bring in here, I'm like, you ever heard this before? They're like, no, I didn't even know you did it. <laughs> but uh, you were That's uh, not good. You were kind enough to uh, lend us your music. And uh, now we're going to uh, return the favor by just promoting you to the masses at least 12 people are going to hear this so that's, feel that's good, good. <laughs> and maybe they will all buy tickets to go see you at uh Riverfest in Alora on August 20th um yes. the little little reunion for the band as yes, to, so to say so yep. uh this is exciting man how you doing today I'm good man I'm feeling good yeah good. I'm glad to be uh to finally be on here yeah yeah the uh, never sleeps network studio you've heard yeah. so much about the uh, yeah, bedroom we broadcast out of beautiful yeah if you need to are take those a, real antlers? Um, no, those are fuzzy antlers, actually. You go go rub them up against your face or something. I don't know what you want to do, but they are uh, those are not real antlers. Don't okay. worry. We would never kill an animal in the air. Well, I maybe I would. I think they're real. <laughs> no, they're not real. All right. Uh, enough about that. Let's get to uh, let's get to business. Let's get to you, Nigel. Let's. All right. uh, it's all about me. Yeah. Uh, well, I don't know. We're going to try and promote uh, Riverfest that your your band's reuniting for. Um, so we'll talk a lot about your band, but okay. we're going to uh, we're going to find out about you, uh, so the good listeners of the Potato Files can uh, can uh, get to know who the man behind the music is. All right. Let's do it. Uh, let's give her a start right from the beginning, bud. You were uh, born. You were born around here, GTA boy. Yeah, I was born in Toronto, uh, East General. East General. Lived in Toronto for uh, two years. First two years of my life, my folks got divorced, and my mom and I moved out to Schwa. Two Oshawa. years old, they, uh, yeah. they the things broke down. Were you the yeah. uh, you? You're not an only child, are yeah. you? Yeah, well, only child of that of year. that marriage. Yeah. Oh yeah, dad's uh, dad's been spreading his seed. Eh? <laughs> that, that spreads it around. <laughs> he's got a, a rolling he's, stone. He's diversifying his kids. <laughs> yes, that's right. Yeah, yeah, that's a good way of saying it. <laughs> um, how many? What's uh, break, uh, break just, down the family? It's really it's just. Uh, 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 me and uh, my brother. Okay. And that was from another union, but it's just, I basically grew up as an only child. I'm 13 years older than my brother, so. Okay. Yeah. And th- that's all dad had? Was, uh, yeah, one- that's it. That's all that we know about. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think, think it's, he think it's it all ar- that he knows about. <laughs> yeah, I think he spread it around, but didn't share a lot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What'd your dad do growing up? Um, my dad always. My parents are from Guyana. And uh, they first generation. I'm first generation okay. here. Yeah, I'm first generation here. I was born here, but they're both from Guyana. I don't know if my dad ever had another job other than TTC. Okay, TTC guy. Yeah, TTC Aye. guy. I uh, hear, and my mom worked for Bell. They still talk about she has had other jobs before, but yeah, she worked at Bell. What was dad doing? TTC driving? Um, no, he. I don't think he was a driver. I think he he started off as uh, maintenance, and then track and then he ended up being a collector being in the booth and then um being a money guy carrying the money from on the line and stuff yeah i've always wanted to be the uh i want to be go down in the tunnels and work down in there for some reason 
Most cur- I don't know. You're standing at the edge of the platform. You look down and you're like, what the hell is going on down there? Rats. Rats and filth. Rats, <laughs> rats and filth Well, down. that would be a fun work day, wouldn't it? <laughs> Killed four rats today. <laughs> <laughs> so you move out to Oshawa. You're two years old. Yeah. What's life like out there for you? You know, like Oshawa is uh, pretty blue collar. Well, was pretty blue collar uh, back then because of uh, GM. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was, you know, it was white. Were you uh, one of few black people there? Yeah, then? yeah, like yeah. Your, like it, your your grade growing up, like your yeah, cl- yeah. Gr- growing up. But that it like it didn't like it's something that you notice, but it wasn't a huge problem for me. Mm-hmm. I got along with everyone. I had lots of friends, and yeah, yeah, yeah. that uh, you know racism would show up, but it wasn't mm-hmm. an invited guest all the time. Yeah, yeah. No, it's. Uh, yeah. I think Oshawa well, is, I, once you get past Oshawa, that's when it really amps up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, Kingston. Yeah. But it's a lot different now, though. Oh yeah, now. Yeah, um, now it's real different. Like, cause you're out in where are you? You're Brooklyn. I'm, I'm in Bowmanville. Bowmanville. Yeah. And what's Bo- Bowmanville's like? It's gonna it's, be it's multicultural. Further, a little, further, I know. I know east. where it is, but it's is it uh, multicultural out there? Yeah. Or? Yeah, you know, like everything. I, I like, think everywhere. Like yeah, it's, everywhere is now. Like, it, like, it, like well, unless you're in cottage country, I think. Yeah, exactly. But like major like cities and outlets, I think it's... Yeah. It's pretty like, like I, I the, uh, Oshawa, and then we moved to Whitby, and like all those places now is... Mm-hmm. Everyone's, you're mixed. It's all mixed up. Were you the one black kid growing up then? One of like, let me see, there was me, there was Reeds, there was the Austins. Yeah, like one of... Three yeah, we four. we only ever had one at a time in my town. It was weird. Like <laughs> that was one, the quarter they moved out and someone moved out. in. <laughs> <laughs> like it was like an application. <laughs> <laughs> the Jacksons are moving, <laughs> moving to Niagara. <laughs> but that's good. You did that. Uh, you you didn't uh, you didn't feel any racism towards you growing up, or no? Like you know, like there's that the slight shit, like the slight stuff that you hear. No, oh, look at your hair. Your hair is different. Or someone trying to put a yeah, Velcro but, shoe. But, like, not, no, no one's burning crosses yeah, but, or anything like that. How much would you like somebody to say, look at your hair now these days? <laughs> I'm just, for my listeners at home, he's a very bald man. Very bald. <laughs> Yeah. Well, you, you miss that hair the kids used to make. Yeah, I know. Now I wish someone would try and stick some Velcro on my head. You're not fully bald, though. You could uh, you could get a good uh, Uncle Phil going, couldn't you? Nah, man. That's never... I, I don't believe in the cul-de-sac. You know? I don't... <laughs> you don't like, like the Like, shave ring? it off. Like, shave it off. Like, I'm not trying to look like uh, like uh, George Jefferson, yeah, George or, Jefferson Uncle, Rock. or Uncle Phil or Picard. Like, I, I'm not trying to do any of that. And I get upset. You're bald. Be bald. Be bald. Shave it off. <laughs> Don't wear one of those gay hats. <laughs> I love the uh, you wear the hat and then you just have all your ring hair just sticking out and just but rock those, that. But you see the problem with those guys is those guys that hat eventually has to come off. You look but like they an never idiot. take it off. It's like it's glued on their head. So I, I've seen guys like that, and I'm like, why wouldn't you take off your hat? You're inside. You're having dinner. I've seen guys in their wedding pictures. With the hat. They wear the hat. And they wear the hat because they're trying, like, they're fooling somebody. But you're yeah. not fooling anyone. Yeah, Everyone it's your knows. wedding. Take your hat off. Yeah, take your hat off. Get a, get a oh, comb over. Oh, you're bald. <laughs> comb overs. I just feel like if you're going bald, get rid of it. Yeah. Get rid of it. Get people used to the fact that you're going to be bald. All right. So you you weren't a fan of Hulk Hogan growing up. <laughs> that guy. No. That guy balded right before you know our eyes I, over I like years. to call that the, the skullet. Oh, that's a total skullet. That's a skullet. <laughs> <laughs> and it was wispy, too. Like, he didn't have any body to his but ears. It, it still looks soft, though. <laughs> 
It did. I don't know if that was the sweat or the baby oil. I don't know. What. <laughs> it had a gl- nice glow to it, the Hulkster's <laughs> remaining hair. How old were you going to start going bald? Uh, 20s. Yeah? Yeah, I feel like my hairline. And then I, my hair was lower and lower and lower and lower. And then I just started to shave it. Just shave it off. Like I, And then I realized I started to get like a receding hairline. So then I started to shave it. Because I was, uh, you know, yeah. trying to hide the truth. <laughs> well, you, you got a nice dome there, bud. Thank you. People used to get mad at me because I always shave my head and I got a full lush head of hair. And Why would they get mad at you? Bald people would get mad. They're like, mm. fucking, you got hair and you're not using it? But now I'm just, oh, buddy, flowing in the wind out you can, there. But it just, <laughs> it, you can do anything you want, mm-hmm. you know, when you have hair. And <laughs> it's, yeah, like if, I, like if I had any hair, I'd be doing so much foolishness. <laughs> That's the key, eh? Like when, uh, when Homer got his hair back and he got, the, he got promoted. And yeah, <laughs> exactly. My life would, <laughs> he looks young and full of vigor. <laughs> The moxanil, yeah. what was that <laughs> yeah. stuff called? It's, it's not real, by the way. It's not real. <laughs> it's, uh, you got religion growing up then? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah? Mom, yeah. mom or dad? Neither. My grandmother. So okay. uh, my mom and I and my grandmother lived together. And my grandmother was a pretty devout Jehovah's Witness. Jehovah? Yes. Oh, shit. Yeah. And that was uh, pushed on to you? Or? Oh, yeah. Because my mom didn't want the hassle of arguing with my grandmother. And I think ultimately she was brought up that way. Not that she followed it or anything, but mm-hmm. she was brought she up that just, way and didn't think it was a bad idea. So like, yeah, you're going to church with your grandma. And yeah, I went out in field service and I knocked on doors. And, really? Yeah. Fucking your nice little suit on? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh my dude, God. In the middle of, middle of July, you're out there with a suit <laughs> knocking on people's doors. See, I, 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 uh, I can't make fun. I was an altar boy, so... Uh um, not the cool kind of altar boy that got fucked, though. Just uh, the loser altar boy that... <laughs> that was rejected by the priest? <laughs> you, mean, you, you mean the one that can now uh, form regular relationships with people? <laughs> My priest actually um, is uh, currently in prison for... Uh, Diddly? Yeah, and uh, this was like allegations that came out from the 70s, but like I've heard nothing from the people I have was that altar boy did. with. If... Like anything happened, but I was never like involved with the church. Right. I got into, I became an altar boy because my cousin died in a car accident at like six, 16, 17 years old. Oh, wow. And I was just like, I didn't know what the fuck life was. I was like 10 years old when it happened. And then uh, I went to Catholic school and one day we we all went to church for like school church. I don't know what the hell it was, but uh, then they're like, oh, we, uh, we need a new crop of altar boys if anyone's interested. So I volunteered because... The fuck! I don't know what the hell's going on in life. Trying to make, trying to make yeah, sense. Trying, of- and then uh, I was never like, I was never into it. But I never like hung around the church. Like you see in like movies and stuff, the altar boys are always hanging around the rectory and yeah. like being buddy buddy with the priest and stuff. I was just I'd get dropped off for mass, picked up right afterwards. And I think my parents wanted it that way. Like yeah. you're gonna do this, you're not hanging out. Yeah. <laughs> we know what hangs. Yeah, we know how long mass is. <laughs> and if you're walking funny coming out of there, <laughs> you're not going back. <laughs> Remember what happened to those boys in the seventies. <laughs> So how long did you stick with the uh, Jehovah stuff? Um, I always had a skeptical mind. Like, I, I had to go when I was uh, really young. And then when I was about, like, 14, 15 stuff, I would kind of go. Mm-hmm. And then it just kind of dropped off. But, like, it was a great education of the Bible. 
mm-hmm. for me. I find, and like, I, I, I was brought up as a Jehovah's Witness, but my grandmother, my other grandmother was Anglican. I'd gone to Ang- Anglican churches. I ended up going later on to uh, an Anglican private school. I'd gone to, to, to masses, and I'd had a lot, a, a fair amount of exposure to different religions and different ceremonies and mm-hmm. churches and stuff. And I just felt that uh, witnesses still, there's a lot of read and comprehension. So you'd read something in the Bible and then they discuss it in one of their books. And so, like, I have an understanding of the Bible, mm-hmm. right? Whereas I feel like a lot of, like, Catholics don't like it's it's steeped in ritual. Yeah, and no, stuff, we did. Right? We just grazed over stuff, and they, yeah. like they would teach you the stuff you needed to know to be a better the ten, Catholic. The t- ten Commandments, yeah, and that yeah. kind of stuff, right? But like, yeah, I have a, a a pretty good, pretty good understanding, an all right understanding of the Bible, mm-hmm. right? So I'm I'm not mad at it. If if I was going to focus on like religion on a whole, I think is a little. Mm-hmm. You know? Do you uh, are you raising your kids with religion? I want to do the same type of thing. My kids are going to Catholic school. I want to do the same same type of thing. It's like kind of expose them to everything and then let them decide or not even decide, just make a decision in terms of if do they believe in religion, do they you, not believe in religion. You bring the family to church at all? No. No? No. Does not, that, not, not yet. Like we go to, we've gone to does the your mom, Does your mom still go to church? No. No? Oh, uh, you know what? As she's gotten older, she's been a little bit more interested in it now. I think once her mortality is, is like she still going out. to like Jehovah Church? Um, if she goes to a church, it'd be it'd be a witness church. Yeah, that's yeah. what she, that's what she knows. My grandmother now has like Alzheimer's and stuff, and and celebrates birthdays, and, <laughs> and it's it's <laughs> it's crazy because she can't she doesn't remember who she is. Is there a, a lot of like black people in the Jehovah Church? I. I it doesn't guess seem, so. Yeah. Like, yeah, I guess so. Like I, I knew a lot of black people that were because I always pictured like I, I could see them in the suits, and there's always little white kids coming to your house, and they look like fucking possessed. And I remember one time <laughs> they came over. Uh, they're like, "Do you have a Bible in the house?" I went, "Yeah, yeah, sure." And I went and grabbed our our family Bible, I guess. <laughs> and uh, my bro- <laughs> my brother told me about this story because I was very young, and I and I went up and I I had the Bible opened in front of them and I was like, and I just walked up to them and I slammed it shut in front of them. And I was like, sorry, boys, this library's closed. And then I like, closed the door. On them. Yeah. There was lots of that. There was, there was lots of that. Lots of rejection. Lots of rejection. Lots of little dicks coming to the door and doing little dickish things like that. The, the worst would be if I was in the neighborhood and I was like, Oh shit. I think, I think one of my friends lives around here, or I know someone that lives around here. Mm-hmm. You know that would always. You be. had to go knock on a buddy's door from school. Yeah, was that, yeah, that must yeah, have been yeah, embarrassing. Yeah, then, yeah. Right? that was that was that was hard to swallow. Ah, shitty. What's school like growing up? School's like, you're good. Do, you're a good student. I didn't apply myself enough. No. Like I, I think I could have. Now I look back and I'm like, damn it, <laughs> I could, I could, I could have done a better. But I was always distracted by other things. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, uh, social butterfly was uh, put on me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I like to talk a lot and stuff. And that was elementary school I got through and high school was all right. When we uh, started working together at CTV, I don't think I ever told you this, but I was uh, I was brought into our old boss, Carm's office. She uh, She's like, I like that you, you, you and uh, the new guy are getting along, uh, but maybe you guys could not hang out so much and do some, <laughs> a little more work. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I don't know, we're just talking. She's like, yeah, but you know, not save, so much. Save that for maybe lunch or something. 
What are you going to do? Oh, for the listeners, me and Nigel work together. Yeah, at we the, work uh, together now. Beautiful, beautiful Bell Media, CTV. Gotta get it's paid. a lo- lovely place. <laughs> the music, Canadian music or comedy industry yes. is not uh, <laughs> not doling out the uh, checks like they used to. No, not at all. <laughs> all those grants have dried up. <laughs> <laughs> Did you play any sports growing up? Or? Oh, yeah. 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 yeah I, uh, I ran track, elementary school, high school. Really? Track? You, yeah, man. Yeah. Because you're like more I, of a stocky guy now. Where I'm saying like, stocky now, but like back then, like I, my thighs were You're not that big. tall either. No, no. And I did a bunch of tall guy stuff. Like yeah, I, ran, yeah. I ran hurdles. I did long jump. I did triple jump. I actually made the offs for hurdles in oh, my shit. in my OAC year. I'd love to see you jump a hurdle now. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not jumping any hurdles now. Oh, no, me neither. I shouldn't <laughs> jump any goddamn hurdles now. I don't. Mike's school never had hurdles. We, we no? I don't think we could afford. All we could afford was a long jump because it was just <laughs> a pit. Yeah, <laughs> here, jump into that sand over there. <laughs> Is that sand? <laughs> but yeah, now they had. Oh, we had a high jump mat that uh, we drag out once a year for yeah. track and field day. And, but yeah, no, it was track and field wasn't big in. Uh, no. In my town. Well, you, you were a lacrosse guy, right? Yeah, I played lacrosse in the summers, growing up in hockey in the winters. Joe, you never played hockey, eh? No. No, I didn't play. My mom was my mom was like, I am not getting up in the morning. Yeah. Because she'd hear horror stories from all oh, her yeah, friends. Oh, yeah, 6 a.m. practice. 6 a.m. practice. Awful, my mom's man. like, fuck, I'm not doing that. And like, it just, and like, now that I'm a parent, I see how that can just hem up your life. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, you can't. Every weekend you're doing that, or you're going to a tournament, or. I was talking to my buddy about that when he had a son. I was like, you going to put him in like hockey when he grows up? He's like, well, if he wants to, but you know, and he didn't want to be the six in the morning dad. Yeah. And I was just like, well, I don't know, make him a nerd then. <laughs> buy him video games, buy him comic books. Just <laughs> make a nerd that stays in your basement till he's 21 and yeah. then maybe leaves. Maybe leaves. <laughs> oh, probably be, get a YouTube channel and be a millionaire before he leaves. <laughs> it's a different world. <laughs> it is. It is. Um, yeah, no, I, uh, hockey's weird too. Hockey's like, you're spending almost a grand before you even get on the ice, too. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. And I was never really... Like, I, I guess maybe I had a little bit... Because, like, everyone played hockey. Mm-hmm. Right? Maybe I had a little bit of envy. But, like, I, I played soccer and stuff. I Do really you think these... Because uh, they're coming out with self-driving cars now. Do you think that eventually you won't have to drive your kid anywhere? You could just put him in the car? Like Total Recall? Yeah. Your car could be, like, say Siri's in your car. Be like, Siri... Take my kid to hockey practice, <laughs> and then the car just drives itself down. There. Siri, take my take take my kid to mass and pick him up so he doesn't get diddled. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you see some kid win the Stanley Cup, and he he thanks the family station wagon. <laughs> <laughs> the old reliable was always there to get me to practice. <laughs> drive my parents to the game, drop us all off. <laughs> I'm just excited for those, so we can finally get back to driving drunk. Or not driving drunk. Or not driving drunk. Yeah, yeah. I, can, I can take my car somewhere, get absolutely fucking blottoed, and then just sleep in the back seat on the way home. There you go. And still get home. Wake with up, your, with yeah. your car. Wake up in your driveway? Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, this is the, that's amazing. Yeah, life's going to be good someday. <laughs> <laughs> so, did you say track and field, and that's it? Track and field, soccer. Soccer. Basketball, too. But I, was, I, re- I remember I, I loved basketball and played a lot of basketball. And um, <clears throat> my coach told me, my grade eight coach said, you know, Nigel, I can't teach you to be tall. <laughs> can't, teach, can't teach tall, Nigel. And that's when I was like, mm, 
<laughs> and I joined the track club that summer, and then track was what I ran. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Were you, uh, you a popular kid growing up? I was pretty popular. A lot of friends? Yeah. yeah I always yeah. had a lot of friends, man. I was always chatty yeah agreeable the girls uh the girls were many as a young man or no uh, high school i had like high school girlfriends and stuff i had one major high school girlfriend were they white girls or black girls i everybody could yeah every, everyone a- everybody can have a ride <laughs> every, everyone can get it i i did not i did not care <laughs> See, I had, I had a, yeah i had i had a couple of each yeah okay good yeah no i wasn't <clears throat> No, 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 uh, no discrimination here. When's the music start? Music starts in high school. I had a older friend that we went to school together and, um, he, I always wrote poetry when I was in elementary school, I wrote poetry and I got put into the paper because of a couple of poems I wrote stuff. And, um, I always loved music. Mm-hmm. Always loved music. I had older cousins. One specific older cousin, my cousin Audrey. We came in, and every weekend, we would come to Toronto and go to various cousins or aunts or uncles, whatever. And uh, this one cousin, Audrey, would always, yo, this is the new, this is the new such and such. Mm-hmm. I, I recorded this song. Why don't you listen to this? And I just really loved music. Rick James was my, I loved Rick James. Rick James, bitch. First, for, like, and that's why it was so surreal for, for, for him to be on, like, it meant so much to me that he was on uh, the Chappelle show. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. so much to me because <laughs> I loved Rick James and, like, Rick James was kind of, like, forgotten. Like, and those sketches were fucking golden. They were, they were fantastic. <laughs> they were great. Like, when he, uh, he, they ask him about the couch, and he oh. denies it, and then what, in like a run-on the, sentence, admits to it. Admits to it. <laughs> Cocaine's a hell of a drug. Like it just, like it, it, it was bittersweet because he was one of my heroes, mm-hmm. and then just like he's a mess. Now I'm an adult, and I look at him, he's a mess. But I remember Church watching. Is still alive? No, he, no, he no, died no, he recently. Died, they, last couple died, years. Uh, yeah, last couple of years. I mean, five years, something like that. Yeah, he was on the new music with uh, Jeannie Becker. And she was interviewing him in Buffalo. And I just, I remember him with his braids and he was in a hot tub. And I just remember thinking like, that is, <laughs> that's what's up. That's what's up. Just getting interviewed in a hot just tub, eh? getting interviewed in a hot tub and his braids and there's a couple of chicks around him. His braids <laughs> were floating. It was fantastic. I love that guy. But, um, okay, so music, music. Really was all my life because I, my dad uh, had a pretty big record collection and I just being a kid, I'd be over at my dad's and I'd just look at the album covers. How often were you at your, your dad stayed in Toronto? Yeah, stayed in Toronto. I would see my dad fairly often, but he was really. But it wasn't like an every weekend, like it wasn't every weekend, but he was, he was a single guy, yeah. right? Like he didn't have the responsibility of having to, he, I was his responsibility, but it wasn't really like yeah. he never got hemmed up because of me, yeah, right? Like, oh. So I got to take my kid to send some, send some checks out to Oshawa. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Right. But, um, he, uh, was it a good relationship with you guys? I got to credit my mom because my mom always, we have a very good relationship now and it's because of my mom. My mom was always like, have you called your father? Mm-hmm. And we'd be on my dad, Errol. When was the last time you talked to Nigel? And really make sure that we. Y- kept- your parents would still communicate. Oh man! So this is a magical thing about my parents. Because my my parents won't. My dad won't even look at my mom. If you came to a family like one of my kids' birthday parties or something, my parents will be there. You would think they're still together. 
Okay. They're giggling with each other, but my parents, they knew each other when they were teenagers, and that's when they mm. kind of came up together. And How long were they together before they had you? They were together, <clears throat> I think, maybe a few years before they had me. They were married maybe two years or something like that before. They okay. It wasn't like high school buddies, like yeah. trying to do something. Yeah. And now but this it, isn't was, it was also out. like my mom came up first to Canada and was here for a bit. And a fu- funny story. So she came up here. And, um, like, so when you, when you're, when you're a new immigrant, you hook up with people that you may have known or known of, or someone says, Hey, my cousin's up there or whatever. And met this guy and him and her were together. My mom was digging him, but he never made a move on my mom's mom was like, oh, okay, I guess I'll go back and get my boyfriend. So she went back and got my dad, but her and that guy became boyfriend and girlfriend when I was like a kid. <laughs> And then now they're together again. <laughs> and I know him. And he's not, he's not, he's just, he's a quiet kind of guy. And it's not the kind of guy that's making moves, like mm-hmm. big moves, right? Mm-hmm. But if he had made a big move, I wouldn't have been born. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or he would, maybe, or, or, or maybe you'd be born with a yeah, full I, head of hair. Who yeah. knows? <laughs> well, he doesn't have a full head of hair, so. <laughs> your dad bald? No, he's not. Yeah, it always skips, eh? Yeah. See, well, then, see, see this, guy, this guy with the, the bald guy, <laughs> it would have skipped you. It would have skipped me. I would have. <laughs> my, my, my dad has a full head of hair and mostly black. Like, so much so that my wife felt like. Like, what the fuck's like, going on? Like, how come, like, your dad dyes his hair? And I'm like, I don't think my dad dyes his hair. Mm-hmm. I, I'm pretty sure he dyes his hair. I'm like, Dad, do you dye your, your hair? He's like, no, I don't dye my hair. Why would they dye my hair? I yeah. have nice berries and fruit. Oh, you got some gray in the beard there. Oh, yeah. I, mine's starting. I'm not yeah. uh, not too impressed. It's but distinguishing whatever. when you're a male. Yeah, I got a I got a weird beard. My beard's four different colors, and now I got gray coming in, too. And it's just like... I got weird black, yeah, like, like I got like weird black coarse hairs oh, really? from time to time. Then I got orange hairs in there, and then I got like dirty blonde. It's very weird beard going on here. Or the kaleidoscope. Of, yeah, yeah, of yeah, hair. yeah, yeah. You should see my back. I'm kidding. It's all the same color on my back. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> you got body hair? You got hair no, guy? No, I'm 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 like a seal. My wife is happy with that. Because a lot of bald guys... Um, yeah, they have it other words. No. Yeah, the hair just it doesn't go away. It just goes somewhere else. No, I got a little bit of hair around my nipples. And, uh, I'd like to see that sometime. Uh, one time. <laughs> <laughs> Get on the Never Sleeps bed. Come on. <laughs> Get on the bed. <laughs> Feel the antlers. <laughs> uh, too funny. Uh, so you're a teenager. You start getting into yeah, the music okay. big. All right. So I, I, I met a guy a couple years older than me, and he rapped. And he encouraged me to rap like he was like i drop a little freestyle and stuff and he was like yo man like keep doing it keep doing Mm -hmm. it." he was kind of a mentor big brother to me and i did and um my mom so i was rapping when you start rapping though is it ever to like a is there a beat or is there any music or is it just like yeah someone would be beatboxing or or hitting the table like okay right uh and then and then i met guys that were um into music production so they were making hip-hop Mm-hmm. Which is really important. Like out my way, I know everyone. Every place has its history, but um, out my way, out Oshawa way, it was uh, Rodney and Ann first, and also this dude named Jerome was. And his father was like a a musician, and he had a little studio at home. <clears throat> nice. And he was the first place that I ever recorded. Okay. Funny enough, my grandmother used to have a Bible study with his mother. Oh my. It's a so, small Jehovah world out there. <laughs> it's a small Jehovah world. 
<laughs> so we would, uh, I made tune with him and I met these other guys and I recorded with them. But meanwhile, it was getting better and better and better. And really back then, my thing was freestyling. I could really freestyle off the top of my head and like you could throw things at me and topics and i could go around the room mm-hmm. and point at things and i was i was really good was that like uh like rap battles shit like that like it wasn't like because the, the most knowledge i have of this world is eight mile, is eight mile. Yeah. like that's is that so it's, how it's, accurate is that similar yeah that was more of an organized like an organized thing for money but yeah yeah mm-hmm. very similar like dudes would just rap ciphers and just yeah right like, oh yeah lots of ciphers and i was always one of the i would kill dudes yeah. I, was re- I was really good and um my mom had gotten remarried to a dude that I did not like, and they didn't really like the, the, the home situation. So I had stayed in my room a lot. And my grandmother, my dad's mom, had died, and she had a little record player and left the record player to me. I got the record player. So I would play Kwame, who was a rapper from the 90s, polka dot guy, and... He had the song called The Rhythm, and I would just play that over and over and just freestyle and rap and rap and rap. You'd rap over his lyrics? No, the instrumental. Oh, the instrumental. Like, I still, to this day, I probably know all the breaks in that instrumental. I would just rap, 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 rap. And really, I didn't realize it then, but I was really, really honing my skills. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got better and better and better. And um, You should have seen what I was honing when I was hiding in my room alone. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for that visual. <laughs> Eat it up, buddy. Uh, so it, I worked hard and I got like a, a bit of a name. Like there's like a bit of a name around. And then. Um, and that's how you start. Locally, yeah, regionally. Start locally, and then, and then I, the county knows you. And yeah, then- exactly. And then it just got, <laughs> it just got, it just got bigger. And then uh, a friend, uh, a friend of mine back then was uh, Chaos of Crab Bucket fame. And uh, we were in a group for a while together. I learned a lot from him. He learned a lot from me. Um, and we were just all, like, music was it. Like, that's all I was concerned about, right? Like, yeah, I, and just kind of, how old are you at this time? Like, teenager? 16, 17. So you just dropped the studies pretty 18, much. Here. Yeah, like, I, I, re- I remember once, um, I have a cousin who <laughs> who's rich now. <laughs> Uh, he asked me, oh, hey, how'd, that, how'd your exam go? And I go, I don't know, man, but I wrote this awesome verse <laughs> in the exam. He's like, you wrote a rhyme in your exam? And I was like, yeah, I didn't really know it was good. He like, wrote it on the exam paper, yeah, too? Like I, it was like <laughs> makes, the baby makes no step. sense to the teacher. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, Sorry, I got to fail you. <laughs> but sounds good. This is nice. <laughs> looks nice. This is a history exam? Yeah. <laughs> And uh, yeah, so yeah, like it, like music was my thing, and so my mom had uh, felt I had gotten into a little trouble. What kind of trouble? You got a bear all on the potato files. Pal. All right, I had gotten into a little trouble. I was working at a little restaurant in Wolco because I'm that old. And, the restaurant uh, inside Wolco, yes, yeah, nice. Strawberry Street, <laughs> and I was taking money out of the till. Oh, and I got caught. And it was, it was such a, such a devastating part of my, because I just, like, I was, I was an only child that had everything. Like, there wasn't anything that I needed mm-hmm. or wanted or anything like that. Greed. It just, yeah, it was just greed. Like, and um, my mom broke my mom's heart, my dad's heart. And my mom was like, you have to get out of here. You have to get out of here and get away from this music. 
get away from this. Well, it's the it, music it, making it, you do it. it. Yeah, K, K, Chaos. Get back to real it. name is Kevin Verton. My mom was like, get away from Verton and and <laughs> just get out of here. So I, I, I got sent to a, a boarding school out uh, near Gananoque. Okay. Um, 16 at the time? No, no. This was, I was, I would have been 18. Yeah, because 18, I was there for one year, and I was 19, and I went to university. So my last year of high school, I had a girlfriend with a gigantic ass. <laughs> and she, and she, and you, she. You love yourself a big ass, don't you? Oh, I love a big ass. <laughs> and uh, we were doing it. <clears throat> she would let me do it. <laughs> Wasn't good doing it, but I was doing it. Uh, and I got sent up there. And uh, it was the one of the best um, scholastic experiences of my life. The boarding I, school? Yeah. It was hard to adjust to, mm-hmm. but I did everything. I did everything you're supposed to do in high school. Mm-hmm. I played all kinds of sports. I debated when I was in uh, I was in public school before. I debated before, but it didn't. They didn't have a debating lead, but they had a debating lead through these, in the private school. The private school, and I crushed it. Like I did so well. Like I remember debating. Like if you're a rapper, it's like it's all the same. Like it's all the, up, exactly like top of your head shit, exactly. And like just which you could relate to. Yeah, right. Like like you 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 MC shows. Mm-hmm. You're, you're fantastic at weddings. Like you're. Mm-hmm. You're hosting the oh, potato farm. I, I get invited to very few weddings. <laughs> <laughs> it's the content. I know you have the ability. It's the content. <laughs> I so I was I, I was at school and it was I did really well. So the, the debating, which became a huge part of um, my personality, is uh, I went. To, so they didn't really like you do little mock debates, and no mm-hmm. one had any real like. Nigel, like who's whatever Nigel's yeah. this new kid, but we it was one of the breaks, like Thanksgiving or something. So we we're going home, and there was a debating competition in Whitby where I lived. So they said we'll put you on this because you live there, mm-hmm. right? Okay, I went and I got top two, man. And oh, I can't. I remember coming back to school and everyone was like, <gasps> like how did you do that? No. <laughs> Because I know you t- uh, took your kid to watch Spider Man last week. Yes, your, t- your two boys. Were you excited for the debate part of the movie? They went to Washington, the debate oh, team. Oh yes, the, like, the, the, it wasn't a debating team. That wasn't a debating what, team. What the hell were they? They were. Um, it was, it was uh, science team. Yeah, nah, science team. Like well. the questions, like the trivia and stuff. Oh, right? Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, it's come almost, on, come whatever, on, man. I, I was, I was not allowed on many extracurricular activities <laughs> <laughs> growing up. <laughs> Jeff Paul's not allowed on the bus. Where are you going? Yeah, yeah. They, uh, whenever there was a you know get out of school day, they they always monitor <laughs> except sports, but. I actually no. I got on the chess team in grade eight just to get a day out of school. Did you really? Mm-hmm. Still can't didn't play. didn't win one game at the tournament. Well, um, <laughs> well I, uh, it's not I, for everyone. I know how the pieces move. I just can't see three pieces or three moves ahead of myself. But yeah, these grandmasters. You ever watch videos of grandmasters play chess? It's crazy. It's nuts, man. It's crazy. Nuts. But um, all right. So you're uh, you you win the debate. Yeah, I or did come well. Second. 
yeah, came second in debate, did uh, it so, and then I became a debater, and I was good, and that was really good, and I ended up getting Sportsman of the Year, which is, like, people are like, really, you? <laughs> but I played everything, and I just thought everything was just fun. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I worked hard, I did, my grades were good, I probably should have stayed there for another year just to bump up my grades, but my life trajectory would have been different. Yeah. If I, because I... <clears throat> I went to university. I spent two years. I had to really... Where'd you go to university? Uh, Carleton. Carleton. Went to Carleton. Taking and, what? Um, <laughs> psychology and philosophy. Oh, how's that working out for you? Yeah, it's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> Using that psychology on my kids all the time. <laughs> I had a really close group of friends. After two years, it wasn't really for me. I came home and um, was looking for stuff to do, and I was like... I bucked up with some friends. I'd done a little bit of music. I joined a group when I was out there and we had a couple of shows. And then a friend of mine that I knew, he got some studio time. We recorded a song. And so music was still there, right? So it was still part, it was still in me. Like I really loved music. And even when I was in university, I had gotten, I was in a group of chaos and some other people and we had gotten a video grant. And by that time, he was like, I don't want to be associated with this. But I still made the video, Mm -hmm. right? So I was at university, and people were like, my friends, hey, man, didn't I see you in the video? And I remember (laughs) my boy going, yeah, it's his video. (laughs) He was the guy rapping. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, uh, I'm I'm fully clothed in a pool by (laughs) floating around in the pool rapping. (laughs) Woo! Um, big budget. <laughs> yeah, big budget. And uh, so I came back home and um, I tried going to a college and that didn't really work. I was an entertainment program and it was kind of more geared towards like theater and stuff. <clears throat> and then my uh, friend and I decided that we're going to go to Trevis. And that was the second best scholastic endeavor yeah. of mine. It was fantastic. It was because we had already had a little studio, so it was filling in a lot of blanks. I was, I was so glad to get up and go to school every day. That's good, man. Learning. It was really, really when I Because I took television uh, in uh, college, and I loved it, man. Like, yeah. I, I went all the time. Like I was a horrible high school student, but great college student. Really? Yeah, I just had fun. I could make videos every day and just like... What's... Yeah. It was a, I don't know. That's what college is, though. It's just fun playing yeah. around until you get a job that sucks because you went to college. Because <laughs> you, you went to college. Should have gone to university. I got a $6,000 education. It's doing fuck all for me. <laughs> Give me $20,000 each. Do you have a. You have a band out of this, or so? Or, okay, or, so, well, I, so do you even call it a band or a group? I don't even know. A band, yeah, We're it's a band. band. Travis was very important because we met our friend Groovy, and Groovy on Chris, the, that's his Christian name, right? <laughs> he had. It's funny. He had this big like. You remember uh, the things that you put in the middle of a record, like a forty-five. Okay. He had a bit a shirt that he always wore that had one of those, and it said Groove. <laughs> so we call him Groovy. And he he had recently dropped out of Humber and said, uh, "Hey, um, <clears throat> I know some guys are looking for a DJ." And my partner Shell was a DJ. We were a rap group together, and uh, you can come along too, Nigel. So we, we met them, and I rapped a little bit, 
with them and everything. And it was a nice little jam. And then they were like, hey, man, we're going to jam again at uh, Humber. Why don't you guys come back out again? Try it out again. And Shell and I were viewing it as we can learn more about music. It would just make us better artists. Do you play any instruments? A bit of keyboard. A bit, a bit of keyboard. Of keyboard. Okay. But like I, like I, like I, I've owned studios. I've got like used studio equipment. I can make music the new way to a computer and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm, yeah I can. <laughs> and I'm hip hop, right? Like I'm, I'm, I'm hip hop. So people nowadays studio. Yeah, no, I, I've yeah, got an exactly. iPhone. Yeah, I do exactly. it all. Right. I do it all here <laughs> to double platinum. My iPhone. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I'm from back in the day. Like, but like when you could barely afford, we barely started. We started recording first on like a four track. Then we went to an eight track. And it's early nineties. Yes, yeah, early mid nineties. Mid nineties. Mid nineties. So nothing's digital yet. No, not for us. Like digital was around, but we couldn't afford digital mm-hmm. really. But we did get digital. We started using Cubase in our little studio. But we so Groovy introduced us. We met the band, and then we recorded. They had songs, and they were a funk band essentially, trying to be a funk band. And the songs were so fast, but I had already had like lyrics written and stuff. And so I just kind of rap over the stuff and it sounded really good. And we made a tape and I remember like, I I didn't really smoke weed or anything back then. And uh, we would go across the street. One of the guys, the drummer had an apartment and we went and we brought our, our Tascam, I think it's like a six track or whatever. And we recorded the band. So we made an actual tape of stuff. And then we go back and we smoke some weed. Are there any instruments in the band or is it all rap? And like- oh, no, 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 no. Oh, sorry. Yeah, it's full instruments, man. Okay. So drummer, um, bass, guitar, um, alto sax, tenor sax. Oh, shit. Back then when we first started keyboards. Is this the Dwellers? Yeah, it's oh, Dwellers. This is the start of Yeah, it's the okay. start of the Dwellers. Okay. Yeah, uh, Pocket Dwellers. Yeah. And, and DJ, because it was 90s. <laughs> 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 and... Uh, and just from that, we would practice those tunes, and then we got a gig here. I remember our very first gig, it was like, uh, I can't remember what it was, but it was kind of like an industry thing. Mm-hmm. And I remember I was so unsure of my place in the band that I the mic got taken from me by this girl. This girl walked up and said, let me get, let me, let me get that mic, <laughs> and just took the mic from me. And I was like, oh. Were you the fr- you're not the front man. I'm the front man. Okay. I was, and I was the front man then. And it's like, it's all jokes. Like it, all these things like taught me yeah. that like, listen, this is my stage. It's my mic. You don't come up here. You don't mm-hmm. mess with that. These are my well, your people. first time up. You're like, oh, yeah, yeah, what the yeah, fuck I'm are really, we doing up ex- here? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, my first time doing stand up, somebody could have walked right on stage. Grabbed, and, uh, okay. Okay. Yeah, it's sure, your turn now. Eh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> and uh, yeah. And so we just grew from there. And then once we got into the band and we started playing with the band, I was like, this is, because I just felt like we were making good music, but like, it just felt like everyone was a rapper and it was all hip hop. And this kind of separated us from everything else. And I loved it. Like, I absolutely loved it. And uh, how long, like, how long does it take for the band to kind of kick? kick off? Or like, is everyone working Joe jobs for a bit? Yeah, guys are in school. 
you're you're uh you're working you got little jobs and stuff and uh it's hard to it's hard to pay everyone when your band's that big too yes and that like that it doesn't matter on. how big your band is your gig is it's a 500 hundred dollar night split it up and you've however. got eight guys in yeah, your band. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was yeah that was that was a problem but like we we got like a little residency where we would play at this place called savagery on called street and then we moved up to playing every week at um or every other week at comfort zone and then that way that's how a lot of people got to see us mm-hmm. and got to know us and the shows were they were good like we really were full of energy and we played that shit you start so, making money off it no no i don't know if i ever made money off of it like i got paid and stuff but like yeah. like you might get like 30 oh, were you, bucks were you still like like when you in your heyday was it still was it sporting you or did you just no 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 never yeah never the band never never supported me mm-hmm. no and it, and it's and it's funny because like we our reach was pretty big like we like i toured and toured and toured i've been all over the country mm-hmm. and it still was not paying yeah yeah what about like you selling albums after shows, stuff like that? Yeah, or? that too. But then like it's like you got eight, it's guys, eight, eight, guys, eight, eight guys, eight eight like hotel rooms. Yeah, you're probably eight, exactly like fucking ten, like or you got uh, roadies or anything. No, or, no, you no, guys no, lugging your own, you you lugging your own gear. But yeah, right. Uh, well, eight we, guys. I'm I'm assuming every stop had two hotel rooms. Yeah, about that in the beginning. Yeah, I, re- I remember in Montreal. Montreal was the first place that we actually like went and stayed over, mm-hmm. and we had one room. Oh fuck! One room, living the dream. Yeah, and that, but like at that, being age, young, you don't give a shit. Yeah, man. we didn't give a we didn't give a fuck. Like, like, I'll it, call them, I'll go sleep in the tub. Yeah, and it was like, oh, they like us. People like us, and then Montreal started to dig us, and we got called back. And then because of gigs, the people that saw us in Montreal, we get another gig here. And it was just, it was, it just all started the to snowball, snowball effect. Yeah, yeah, and then we uh, we're at Canadian Music Week, and. Chatty Nige was just, I was talking to people and whatnot, and this girl walked up, and I, and I her name was Toko Pa. Yeah. <laughs> and I gave her one of our CDs. And she's like, oh, yeah, I'm a new A&R at this. What do you got? And I gave her my CD, and they called us. Nice. And that was, um, oh, my God, I can't remember the record. It, we used to be Attic Records. Okay. Used to be Attic Records. And um, they signed us. And we made our first album, Digitally Organic. But before that, we had we had recorded um, an EP when we were playing like Comfort Zone and that kind of thing. And that EP that got spread around a lot, and a lot of people dug that. But like nothing ever, like it, yeah. And we're yeah, we were totally local. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we were totally local. Ah, but you're still uh, you still get to see uh, a lot of the country for. I don't know. Yeah. It's nice to get paid to go places. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, like I don't, I don't like fuck all on tours, but you know, I get to go across the country and I'm put up and I'm, you know, exactly making enough best, money to live and feed myself out there and shit like that. The best yeah. feeling in the world is being as far as you possibly can from home and it being a good environment. And I'm here because I rap. Yeah. I'm here, like guys. I got stupid thoughts in my head, and I'm yeah, spitting them I, out. I'm here because I tell jokes. Yeah, like I'm looking at mountains, stuff that, like, if I had gone the regular path, I would have had a regular job, and like mm-hmm. I wouldn't be thinking about going out to Vancouver yeah. or Alberta or up to the Yukon. That wouldn't be things I'd be thinking of because my friends weren't thinking you guys about went that to the shit. Yukon, eh? Yeah, man. How they, they like you up there? They loved us. A lot, a lot of rap fans in the Yukon back in the nineties. Surprisingly, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. How long? How long you guys go for? You go for a couple of years at it, or we had been 
one of the guys told me that it was like 18 years or something like that that we've been that we've been, together. been together 18 years but i'm yeah. talking like when you're you okay you sign uh you you're getting gigs you're getting all this like i'd say maybe about four years you go four years four years and then you just you get well like what happens you get to a point where like guys we're starving. <laughs> well, okay. There's right, eight of so, us who just had to so split two what, grand what, what, for the, last the month. Keyboard, sort of thing. The keyboard player left. Oh, okay. He left um, to pursue religion. Oh. Um, so that was a bit of a void. Did you, give was, your, you give me your old suit? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Don't pursue probably it. I got it right here. He probably could have fit in it. <laughs> he left and we kept on and we, like, everything was just like a step we get a little better, a little better, get a better agent, go with a better booking agency. And and then we that record label that we were under folded within a month. So they put out our record and folded. Mm-hmm. And so then you couldn't get digitally organic, mm-hmm. right? And then we... So what happens with that album? Like, so... Because I guess the, the record company, they own the material... They and then, so once they fold, it's just nothing? <clears throat> so when things fold, when companies fold, other companies come and buy up their stuff. Oh, uh, okay. So another company owns that record. All right. Right? So there was periods of I take time. It they're not pushing it either. No. No. <laughs> other, so they'll get in contact with us. No, we had to get in contact with them to find out where the record was so we could get copies of the record to sell when we were on the road. Mm-hmm. Or open up those channels so that if you want the record, you can contact these people to get the record, oh, which shit. is really kind of shitty. Like it feels shitty, yeah. Because like people who know nothing about you don't care anything. But meanwhile, this is our our blood. These yeah. are our children that we've, you know. Yeah, and it's just fuck. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that, that a lot of that was said. So we after that, then we got another record deal, which was one of our dreams. We got signed to Blue Note. The EMI Blue Note. Cool. And um, made our last record there. And it was kind of like we were doing it on our own. And then EMI got involved and mm-hmm. they put us on. And then they were like, hey, would you guys like to have the imprint of Blue Blue Note on the record? Which was great. Um, which was a dream. like Because yeah. all the guys in the band um, were jazzers, right? They all came from a jazz program. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, so did that record sell at all? or No. 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 You, you still got a copy? Yeah, I got a copy. I got a couple copies at home. Nice, nice. Can yeah. be throwing them out in Riverfest? <laughs> Laura, August 20th? <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. Uh, yeah, you got a you gotta plug, yeah. bud. Got uh, Laura, plug. yeah. Like, like, and we haven't... When did you come see us? Okay, well, we'll, we'll get okay. to that. Um, right, sorry. So, sorry. at what point... Uh, do you start dissolving like the keyboard guy leaves and then he, it's just like leaves. is it a slow dissolve or do you guys just like no no it's not he left way before okay he left way before right around the first record he he was out and then we just kept do on you replace him with a new keyboard guy nope. no just, we didn't okay we because, don't have keys like, anymore like, like, like honestly we are um those are my brothers man. Mm-hmm. like i've been through some of the best times of my life with them some of the worst times of my life with them it would in like seven dudes and we stayed together yeah yeah you know there's been a couple of bumps and stuff but is it all original band getting back together all, for this uh, yes, Riverfest? all original guys Sweet. like there's only been like there's there is um some issues with keyboard guy coming back for no okay. no he's not no, 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 no. he's 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 in new york i don't even know if you can come back to canada um yeah it's all the same guys and but key- I even smile thinking about those guys, man. Yeah, the just, keyboard guy leaves, and then you you guys you push on without him. Keep on. 
and we just keep playing. And I, the, the, yeah, we just kept playing and playing, do playing more. That's what you do. You just find the next gig. Next yeah, gig, just find the next, next gig. gig and just kept playing, right? But everyone's getting older, and guys got girlfriends mm-hmm. and whatnot, and no one can make any kind of real life move. Yeah. Right, and it starts getting. Then it starts getting like I need money. Like, well, that, that's a hard thing with a band, um, and it's same in comedy with like a sketch troupe. Yes, it's it's hard growing up and keeping everything like everyone on the Together, same path. Yeah, especially if it's something that's not profitable. Right. Um, because like, say you're devoted and you're like, I'll fucking ride this dream to the end. There's probably four guys that are like, guys, I fucking, my girl's pregnant. You know, I got to start exactly. a family shit like that. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. We were, we were good in that respect. It wasn't, it wasn't kids or anything like that, that, that had done it. It just was like, like the wheels had, we had run ourselves ragged mm-hmm. and the wheels had kind of just finally, like w- when we, so we, had signed with EMI and we put out that record and they really didn't do anything. They didn't push it or anything. Yeah. We had a video that, that much music didn't want to play. And it was just, it was just a lot of kicks to the balls. Mm-hmm. We had written a bunch of songs and we're presenting it for our other record with EMI. Like, Hey guys, these are demos. And I remember the dude was just like, listen, we're going to listen to them as a courtesy, but I don't think we're re- really interested in, and after everyone well, he, heard he that. was straight up with you like that, though. Yeah, he That's was straight good, up. man. Because usually, fucking, you know, music industry and whatever industry, fucking entertainment, you always and get the, uh, well, hey, you know. Hey, man, that's fantastic. Yeah. We'll get back to you. Yeah, yeah. And he never calls again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was pretty straight up with us. And um, so everyone decides to go to the Yeah, everyone was just kind of done. So it was a, okay, well, I guess that's it, boys. Yeah. Like, was there, uh, was there like, a, a last... Uh, we did a last show. And you knew it was your last show? Yeah. Like, it was, like... like uh, to go locally? Back to the back yeah, to your roots? Yeah, um, we went to... I think we did Opera House. Oh, nice. Nice, nice. Yeah. It was a nice show. It was good. And that kind of was... That was it for the band. And then, after that, that's when I got... I was serious with my girlfriend before that, but mm-hmm. we got... Um, Let's start a family. Yeah. Exactly. Like it was, yeah. And then, and then her mom was dying. I got a job. We, uh, put a down payment on, on a house. And real life begins. Yeah, exactly. And then life began. And then, mm-hmm. um, after about, well, I worked, I worked at a, I worked at OnStar for a bit. And, oh, and from, really? Whatever happened to OnStar? Are they still there, guys? Really? Still there. Yeah, using I, got friend, I got friends that's, <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> Why am I, I don't know. Well, I'll ask my phone. I don't get to ask this weird <laughs> voice in my car. <laughs> oh, and I, I was in the the uh, the uh, accounts department, so like people would be like, do 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 do, hello, and they're like, who's this? Who's this? And we just jump on in their car. People would go crazy. Oh, that's funny, man. Where they try to make a phone call, Grandma, Grandma. No, no, no. This is Nigel from OnStar. Apparently, your account's not up to date. Oh, it'd be terrible. That's great, man. That's great. Yeah. And then uh, a friend told me that. They were looking for people at uh, CTV, and mm-hmm. yeah, and Robert's then like, your mother's brother. Yeah, exactly. But I was like my early to mid thirties by then. Yeah, and right? like it's, so, I had I had, I had lived. You had fun. You had your yeah. time in the sun, and now it's uh, it's time. To, like it's hard to support a family, especially fuck the way you make kids. What are you three of them right now? <laughs> Jesus. Yep, three. You got three kids. How how far apart are they all? They're all young. Two as hell. years. 
two years. So two each? Yeah. So oh so the youngest is two, the oldest is gonna be seven next week. Oh my god. That's actually what my parents did. Yeah. But my when I was born, I was the third born and my dad was twenty four years old when Jeez. I was born. <laughs> I couldn't imagine twenty four years old. I was oh, you know what we, we, we didn't I didn't even address. We dealt with the band. I um became Maestro's uh, hype man, Maestro Fresh West, Maestro fucking Fresh West. Yeah, yeah. nice, nice. Yes. <laughs> that was awesome. So I toured with Maestro before I actually started touring the country okay. with, with, with the band. So I were got, you already in the band? And yeah, then I was they, already in the so band. So he pulled you from there. Yeah, was, they saw me at the band and they made it work so that we could. And that was that was great. He was a great big brother to me, man. Like showed nice, me nice. a lot of stuff, man. Nice. And so. uh what year? What year would you say that the you guys called her quits? This last show at the Opera House. Oh, two thousand. It's two thousand. Well, it's two thousand seventeen, man. <laughs> um, Time has passed. Yeah, two thousand seven. Two thousand seven, about ten years. Six, yeah. And man. how often do you guys do these little reunions? Like, because I saw you. Shit, when the hell was, was it? Four or three years ago. It was yeah. I don't know. I remember Maybe three years ago. I remember I took a girl to that, and uh, uh, it was like your guy's final number, and you were like getting the whole place up dancing. You're like fucking just like I want to see everyone dancing, blah blah blah, and you're like doing shout outs and stuff. And uh, you uh, give me a shout out from the stage, you're like funny man Jeff Paul, you better be dancing out there. <laughs> and I like look over to this girl I'm on a date with because I'm like I just got a band shout out. <laughs> this will impress her. I look over, she's not even paying attention. It's like did you, did you fucking miss that? <laughs> he shouts me out. Yeah, he's in my goddamn name out there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, and then we were kissing in the street um, outside and. Um, uh, her boyfriend walked up, who I didn't know existed, and she was like, "What that. the fuck?" Or he was like, "What the fuck?" And I just, I was like, "Hey, man!" And then she just grabbed me and pulled me into a cab, and I was just like, "We started driving away." This guy was confused. I'm like, what "The fuck was that?" She's like, "Um, he's night boy." I was like, "Oh, I did not, did not know this." Motherfucking pocket dwellers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll, uh, I'll get you excited. So. Was that the only time you guys got back together? That show at the uh, or is uh, no, it like uh, it was at the horseshoe. That was at that the, was horseshoe. At the horseshoe. I think seven years before that we had played someplace, and that was about it. Yeah, yeah and now yeah, and now uh, Alora in August. Yeah. And how do you get a, a festival like that after fucking pocket dogs? <laughs> <man. Fucking> <laughs> like, like I, I think that we made an impression on a lot of people at that time, mm-hmm. right? So um, one of the guys had said that, uh, "Hey, this guy that used to like the band." Is booking this. Nice. You guys want to get back together and do it? And we're like, yeah, sure. Uh, What's the gig pay? few thousand dollars. Oh, yeah? yeah. So it's, if, if we it's going to be a better split this time. If we were getting paid like this back when we were actually doing it, it would, be, it would it, we might still be together. And we were right in between the cusp of like like YouTube and stuff. It wasn't a big yeah. deal when we were fizzling out. But if we had kind of stuck in there like for a couple, couple more years, years got like yeah. a nice viral video could have done and wonders we, and for we, you. And we were doing videos. We were doing crazy, crazy yeah. well, shit. Well, that's how uh, Russell Peters, that's how he hit, man. He went viral on a, a Comedy Now thing that was somebody posted. And uh, it's just boom, boom, boom. And it Yeah, was he like, was one of the... I, I heard someone, either him or someone else was talking about him, and they said that that 
that that clip on YouTube it was one of the first viral things that mm-hmm. just got spread around. Yeah, man. and he, like, uh, Russell owns the world. He's a gozillionaire now, yeah. so good for him. Damn straight. But I don't know. Is there any regret that uh, like because you, know, you you got to a, the cusp and then no no regrets. No regrets. The the reason that I don't have any regrets is because I have plenty of friends. Mm-hmm. who were also musicians that didn't do the things I got to do. Yeah. And also I've got pl- plenty of friends who led regular lives and didn't get, like I got to do so much, so many things mm-hmm. and see so many things because I rapped in this band. I'm not mad. And I feel like I got my, I got my, my oats out, my wild oats out. Like yeah, I yeah. was, I was wild. Like I was wilding out. Like we were having a great well, time. That's what man. you do when you're a young kid. Yeah, exactly. Right. Especially like, you're touring around. Yeah. You, you know, I, I found like if, if we, we can touch, we can talk about that. Like I, <laughs> I, I, I did, did a little bit of uh, mess around with ladies when we, when we first started. And I just realized it wasn't really for me. Like it didn't, it didn't really gel. The shallowness of waking up beside some. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't really groupie in a hotel room. Yeah. Like, don't get me wrong. Like I, like the, the experience of that was like, Mm -hmm. it had its novelty, but it wore off really quickly. And then seeing other guys around me that were kind of, that was what they were doing. Mm -hmm. And just like, it was just like, it's sleazy. It can get sleazy. Yeah. It can get sleazy. You know, you try and be classy, but like, you, got, you got a good wife now, though. Yeah, she man. Uh, went. Yeah. She 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 get excited for these little reunions, or you know, you know what? She'd like um, to see her man back on stage. Yeah, I think she likes all of that, but like practicing to get there. Yeah, like you're out tonight doing not, rehearsal. Yeah, she's not feeling and that. She's watching she, three kids at she's home. She's at home with three kids. Yeah. and she's not feeling that. Like that, that, and I'm tired as hell because I still have my life. Mm-hmm. And then this is on top of my life. It's yeah. not like, whereas before I had all this time to do whatever and sleep and rest and stuff. Yeah. Now I'm, I'm working nine to you're five. You're waking up, you're getting kids ready for yeah. school. Well, for not in the summer, but well, you're getting ready for, for camp and yeah, shit. Yeah, and then you got to go do your uh, your day job and then you yeah. got to, your rehearsal doesn't start till like... Eight o'clock? Yeah, you're going till... 11, then you got to drive back to Bowmanville. Yeah, try, exactly. try. It's, it's their long days, but yeah, but I, I like, I, I, I absolutely, I love it. Like I really, I enjoy, I yell a lot and I get to be loud and like, mm-hmm. I feel like it's almost like I, uh, I have this, um, without doing it, I don't get to get rid of that energy, but it's right? like getting back on stage too. It's always, it's yeah. a good rush and it's, yeah. Uh, oh, fuck, yeah. man, that is, uh, I'm excited. I'm, uh, I'm going to see you this weekend. Yes. This podcast won't be released, so I can't really plug you at the Riv. No, that's, uh, that's cool, man. It's going to uh, be rammed. It's gonna yeah, be- yeah, no, no. The Riv, uh, I've seen some good shows in there. Um, but uh, the main thing is, uh, guys, get your tickets to uh, Allura River Fest. Uh, August twentieth. Go check out the Pocket Dwellers. Their Pocket big reunion. Dwellers. Big reunion, and um, that's pretty much it, man. I'm glad you came down. And uh, thanks for having me, man. Yeah, yeah, I, you, I really appreciate you, this. You, you, you've I been listening the since the beginning. <laughs> yeah, man. I love the podcast. And uh, I don't know. They can people can find the Pocket Dwellers out there. I'm sure. Just yeah. Type just, it into yeah. Google, and uh, you'll see what Nige is all about. And um, you know, get out there, and support. 
live music. Yes. Sport live comedy. Yes. And that's about it, man. Thank you for coming in today. Thanks for having I me, I really Jeff. appreciate it. Let's go smoke a joint. Let's go smoke uh, a guys, joint. Guys, that's been another episode of The Potato Files here on the Never Sleeps Network. Thank you all for listening. Uh, you can catch me every Wednesday night at the Underground Comedy Club for <laughs> Dope <in> My Comedy. <laughs> and uh, right now, you're going to listen to some Pocket Dwellers. Take us out with frontman Nigel Williams, everyone. Nice. Bye-bye. Never Sleeps Network. This has been a Never Sleeps Network production, executive produced by Alex Ross. For more information and content, visit NeverSleepsNetwork.com. 